Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Back here on Oilers Now, 134 in Edmonton. Brendan Ulrich with you. Dustin Kaufman helping out today. Bob Stoffer in Disneyland. He'll be back in the big chair on Tuesday. Monday will be a best of show on Oilers Now. Tomorrow on the program, we'll have Elliot Freeman. We'll also have Jeff Merrick. Now, I know those two do a podcast together, and it just sort of worked out that we have both of them on the, the show tomorrow. But uh, Jeff is out at the Memorial Cup, so he'll set that up for us. And Elliot, of course, is covering the Stanley Cup playoffs. 134. Guests on Others Now receive gift certificates to Royal Pizza. The Ulrich recommendation today over at Royal Pizza, the meat lovers. I went with the Hawaiian yesterday. It was great, but now I'm going with uh, the meat lovers today. You can call us 780-496-0063 on a River Cree Resort and Casino hotline or text us 630-630. Brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We'll get to uh, Mike from Ottawa here in one second. Lots of uh, texts coming in. Brad had called in before the news, and I love this. First of all, a caller from uh, Grand Prairie says this caller is bang on. Another caller says caller had uh, his head up his butt. So, usually when you're getting a split opinions, you know you're uh, doing something right. Another caller says the caller was half right. So, I agree with a lot of stuff Brad was saying about the, you know, righty lefties, you want that. Um, he was talking about maybe trading the 10th overall pick. But it depends on what you're getting. I know Mike wants to talk about that here right away, but I just want to bang off a few more text messages here right now. B says there's a new scouting staff. You need to give that staff five years. Well, yeah, Peter Shirelli uh, brought in uh, Keith Gretzky to uh, you know, be his assistant GM and run the draft. And you look at the draft last year, it looks pretty good. With Skinner, Yamamoto, they didn't have a second-round pick. They, they drafted Skinner in the third. And uh, Samarukov in the third. Safin looks like uh, he could be a, a player for the Oilers. Maximov looks all right. Those are uh, fourth and fifth round picks that the Oilers are hoping develop into something. So you still have Tyler Benson, who they drafted in 16 in the second round. Uh, of course, he's been battling injuries, but he finished the season strong. And uh, he'll likely be uh, on your first or second line in Bakersfield next season. So there are... There are prospects percolating here. They acquired Marodi. Uh, Cameron Hebig will likely play in the AHL next season. Lots of love for him on the show yesterday from his head coach, John Paddock. So they are adding pieces slowly here. You can't do it overnight. And uh, you look at the draft this year, you're going to get a really good pick at number, or a really good player at number 10 and in the second round as well if uh, you nail both those picks. So. Drafting and developing is important here at the NHL level with the salary cap situation. You also have expansion uh, to worry about when uh, it comes to maybe trading the pick. So that factors in. I get why some fans do want to trade the pick, though, because you look at the assets on the roster. Are you going to trade Clefbaum? Are you going to trade Nuge? Are you going to trade Poli Arby? I don't know. If you want to trade those three guys, 
because uh, their value, well, at least in a Poliarvi and a Clefbaum's case, maybe isn't where it should be after an off season. So maybe trading the 10th pick makes the most sense, and I know Mike wanted to talk about that. So, Mike, you're on Oilers now. How are you doing? Hey, not too bad, Brendan. How you doing, man? Not bad. Having some fun this week with uh, Stoff for away. Lots of work, but uh, it's all in good fun. Yeah, I got three kids, and I don't know. I can't even afford Disneyland for three kids. So I guess I'm <laughs> working as a broadcaster in Edmonton with the oil uh, how it was years ago as your guys are millionaires, I guess. Eh? No, uh, Bob has deals, you know. New West Travel, I think, hooks him up a little bit there. So. Oh, uh, the New West Travel. <laughs> and I'm sure... I know you work for Oilers now, and you're a huge Oilers fan, but I bet you're going to bed tap dancing with the Capitals going on here, I bet, eh? Yeah, a little bit worried. Uh, you know, I know Speck was talking about, though, maybe the Demons are creeping in a little bit after losing Game 3, but it's not like they were going to sweep Tampa Bay. Like, Tampa Bay is a really good team. I actually picked Tampa yeah. to win the series, but I am cheering for the Capitals, so we'll see what happens. I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm cheering for them, too, between the, in that series. And for the Oilers for the pick, yeah, I feel... I've, I, I, you know, I'm torn, but I feel like we need to, we need to uh, try and trade the pick. And uh, I know it scares a lot of fans because people are worried with Sorelli's uh, trades. And trust me, I mean, I, I, I'm right up there with them. But let, then again, I mean, also look at our developing, uh, you know, drafting and developing. I know recently it's starting to get better with uh, Keith doing some of the picks there, heading that show. But we still haven't proven that we're great at developing players just yet. I mean, Dry Saddle did pretty good. Nurse wouldn't say he's ahead of the curve. He's taken about what a defenseman would take, and we're still not even 100% sure with him. But if we, the point is, you, I, I understand your point. You're saying, okay, we got a, we got a, you know, a, a new team coming in a couple of years, Seattle, and we got to worry about taking, you know, taking that pick because that's valuable. And I agree. But my point is, if I'm Shirelli and I'm calling other teams, I'm stressing that point and I'm adding value to that pick that I'm about to trade with that point, and I'm making sure that if I make a trade, that I've taken into consideration. So I don't consider that a loss. Um, uh, way of looking at it because I think you take that value and you inject it into the trade. If if you're a good GM, you can try and extract that. What do you think? Yeah, no, that's a fair point. Yeah, that's definitely, uh, I'm sure he's talking about that uh, when it comes to maybe trading the pick. Uh, I guess yeah. what I would counter with is who are you uh, looking at when it comes to trading the pick because I am, I am not all over the clef bomb in a tent uh, for uh, for Ristolain and there's no there's no like I just uh, the tent is too much okay maybe clef bomb thing about clef bomb is I, I was calling a couple months ago I said his shoulder was injured we all knew that but I said he needs surgery he got it I just want to see where he's at with the surgery because the year before we were loving clef bomb the year before um, Shirelli was uh, you know GM of the year and was coach was coach of the year I mean I, I, everybody you know, we all love that year we had, but you got to think about some of those players and how we got there. And Clefbaum and Sekera are the big wild cards. And Con Sekera there in the world, so I, I know he's been playing. Have you seen or heard that he's not back to where he was before, but at least much closer? Do you have any word on that? No, I'd be lying if I, I said I was watching okay. if I was watching Sekera at the world. So I was in uh, okay. Mexico for a while. I didn't watch any of the worlds, actually. I've been watching Canada oh. the last few games. Against Germany, I watched, and uh, the game today I watched as well. But those are really the only two games I've watched at the world so far. So there you go. I'm sure that the Oilers had someone keeping an eye on Sakurai. If they feel like there's a chance he'll even get to 90% of what he was two years ago, or 85%, or, you know, given the fact he's a year and a half older, but he's, he's almost fully recovered, that's a huge improvement. And then Clefbaum comes back with a better shoulder. I mean, these are two guys that it just would suck to trade the 10th and Clefbaum 
and, and, and then and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, we, we don't end up with a, a defender that can defend and maybe he gets a few more points, but that was going to happen anyways with Bear in a year or two. Like, it's tough. If I'm going to trade the pick, man, I'm trying to uh, – I know ekman Larson's a huge fish, but this is the kind of thing I'm going for. I mean, just before we traded for Taylor Hall, we were in on Subban, and, uh, you know, it depends on who you believe, but, uh, like, that kind of trade is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a big one. Like, yeah, trade – take Clefbaum in the 10th, but go get something bigger. If you need, maybe throw another prospect in. we got tons of lefts. You know, uh, that, that's what I'm talking about. Not a small trade, not a... And like you said, I don't care if we tie the trade. If we just reorganize and balance, make a balance, too, that's not bad. That's, I, I just feel like we're sitting on our butts. We keep that 10th. We get it. Two, two years, maybe he's an NHL, or maybe three years, or maybe a la Oilers, just because who we are, he never even makes the NHL. And then here we are talking about Connor McDavid in his sixth year, you know, he's making twelve and a half million, dry saddles making eight and a half, we can't afford anything. Blue Cheech is finally starting to show his age, even though maybe he rebounded, you know, this year, next year. It's, we're not getting any younger, man. We have a lot of guys that we need to uh, we need to we need to start making this win now. Fair points, Mike. I'll I'll keep uh, commenting on a few of those points as we move along, but we just need to get some more text messages in Thanks, a while. Man. But I appreciate the Thanks call. For your time, man. Have a good one. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, so he's thinking go bigger. Um I love Ristolainen. Like, if I would love to see him on the Oilers. He's a right shot defenseman. Uh, he's had three straight forty point campaigns. But if I'm Buffalo, why are you trading that guy? He's twenty three. You finally have another D man that can uh, take some of the pressure off Ristolainen. Plus, Dolan's a left shot and Ristolainen's a right shot. To me, that would be a really good pair if you want to split them up. That would work too. Um, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like. He was minus 25 last year, Ristolainen. He's playing way too many minutes uh, compared to what they have on the on their blue line. And their goaltending wasn't very good. So you uh, improve in goal for Buffalo. You now have Dalvin and Ristolainen together on the blue line. Like that's something you can work with. That's really solid. And he has some nice pieces up front. So I don't know why Buffalo will be looking to make wholesale, wholesale big changes here this offseason. They've developed Ristolainen. He's going to be 24 when the season starts. To me, you keep a guy like that to insulate uh, Dolan. So I don't know where all these rumors are coming from. Sure, I'd love to have him on the Oilers, but it just doesn't make a, a ton of sense to me. You can text us 630-630. Jeremy from Glendon says, I think the only way the Oilers trade the 10th pick is when they're on the clock and there's a team with a second pair right-hand D-man that really wants a player available at 10. I don't think the pick is as valuable right now or even the day before the draft as it is when the Oilers are on the clock. The fourth overall pick in 2016 exploded in value when Columbus picked Dubois over Pogliarvi. And the same could happen this year to a lesser extent, Jeremy from Glennon. Well, that's interesting. And here's the thing. We had a Sam Cosentino on the program yesterday. What if a team really wants a center in this draft? Maybe the Oilers could even move down. The Oilers don't need a center. There's not a lot of uh, centers, per se, in the top seven or eight. But after that, a lot of centers come into the picture in this year's draft. I'm sure a team will even reach at some point if they need a center and uh, draft a a center ahead of some of these D. There are a lot of D in the mix between 5 and 10. So I think the Oilers are in good position at the draft to get one of the D-men that they want. 
and uh, one will likely slide. We see it every year at the draft. Fowler slid for uh, the year that uh, Anaheim drafted him. Uh, Chicharin, didn't he go like 16th or something like that in his draft year? And he was supposed to go higher. So some of these D will slip, especially when there's so many of them in the mix, when you consider the fact that there's Boquist, Hughes, Dobson, Bouchard, all in the mix for the Oilers, potentially at number 10. You can text us 630-630. Buffalo trades uh, him because teams make desperate moves when they are losing. We've watched others do it all the time. I trade Nurse and the 10th for Ristolainen in a second rounder. Now we're talking about trading Nurse here uh, for Ristolainen. See, I think Nurse is a core guy in that dressing room. It would be risky to move a guy like that. First of all, we don't know what he truly will be as a defenseman. He had big strides early in the season last year. Sort of tailed off at the end. Maybe he was playing too many minutes or just adjusting to playing that that many minutes and next year he'll be better because of it but the other thing with Nurse is he's basically McDavid's best friend I would assume like those two are close Dry settle in the mix there as well with those two so do you risk trading a guy like that based on that fact that would be something to consider and of course we don't know what he is I guess as a player also uh, keep the 10th overall look at the Jets extremely deep in both the NHL and in prospects in the AHL the Oilers are devoid of talent in both areas and the only way to get better in those areas is to draft and develop I've liked Trelli's drafts so far I would give two number one picks plus Yamel plus Benning for Dumba pitcher nurse and Dumba well, they would be good together, but that seems like a lot. Two number one picks. Plus Yamamoto. So you're basically trading three first-round picks because Yamamoto was a first for Dumba. I like Dumba. I know he was really good in the playoffs for Minnesota with Suter out, and he really emerged. That's something. Like, why did, would Minnesota want to trade Dumba now after they saw what he did in the playoffs there? He was playing like 28 minutes a night, and he was playing really well with a Suter on the shelf. So yeah, we can throw all these names out there that everyone wants to trade for, but I just don't see a lot of these teams partying with those players. 148 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with uh, NHL today. We'll set up game four between uh, Tampa Bay and Washington. More text messages and uh, this day in Oilers history as well. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. It's 151 in Edmonton. Ulrich in for Stoffer here on Oilers Now. You can text us 630-630. We'll get to NHL today here in a second, but there are a lot of text messages coming in. Text her to Grand Prairie. Heard rumors Minnesota needs a change, plus can't afford Zucker and Dumba. He's a perfect fit for Edmonton, gets better every year. Yeah, I mean, I'd be all in on Dumba for sure. He's a right-shot guy. He is a howitzer of a bomb from the blue line. 
and he was re- like, he's been sort of percolating behind Dumba or behind uh, Suter and uh, Spurgeon the last few years. But when they needed him the most in the playoffs with Suter out, he stepped up and uh, you know looked the part. So that would be a guy maybe you would trade the pick for. I don't know what else you need to add or how much they value Dumbo, but he's 23. He's a right-shot guy coming off a 50-point season. I'm sure you'd need to add likely to uh, that trade. So that's a guy I'd look at. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point on Dumba. if Minnesota's willing to move him. That's a, team, that's a player I like. Aaron says, what's the problem with Oilers standing pat with what they have on the blue line right now? We all know they were injured and ill last season, and the season before they stayed relatively healthy and had a great season. I believe Bear can make the jump full-time next season, and a healthy Clefbaum, Sekera, Nurse, Larson, and Talbot will give them, or get them rather, back to the postseason. I hope they don't do anything drastic from Aaron. I still would like to see them add one more D-man just in case something goes wrong. Because they made that mistake this past season, thinking everyone's going to be okay. Sekera is going to come back and be the player he was. So I still would like to see them add someone. But yes, I do think Clefbaum will have a better year. Nurse, I'm certain he'll even continue to improve from what he did this past season. Uh, Larson was really good after uh, dealing with some issues with his family and his father. And uh, at the end of the year, he really uh, solidified his game and looked really good. So I I think the D is... Decent. They just need to add maybe more of an offensive guy. Maybe that guy's Bear or Benning. I know Bear looks like he has more of an offensive uh, game to his uh, package than uh, Benning. But those two guys are young D-man that could uh, be a lot better next season for the Oilers too. So I don't know what the right answer is. That's uh, the GM's call. And uh, you can bank on those guys improving or you can go out and bring someone in to make sure that your D is better. And I think that's uh, what Shirelli is uh, looking at right now. The Fizzler. That's the stuff, BU. Don't trade anyone. I've been waiting for this from the Fizzler. And he says, everything is right on track. The oil, oil are true champions, no matter what the standings say. Bobby would be proud from the uh, Fizzler. <laughs> he uh, occasionally texts the show and rips us every time, but that's uh, all in good fun, I think, for the most part. Chuck says, if they trade Nurse, I would quit watching for the good and burn all my stuff. You can text us 630-630. Leave the team as is. The coach is riding a fine line. He's going to have to coach the player's strengths like Todd Nelson did and save the cap space for a playoff rental. Lucic and Cassian will have to be crazy tough for us to succeed. Well, yeah, they need no, they need more from both of those players next season. No doubt about that. Let's uh, get to NHL today right now for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear. Game four of the Eastern Conference Final tonight in Washington. The Caps a 2-1 series lead. Nick Backstrom, according to Barry Trotz, will be a game-time decision. He hasn't played since uh, Game 6, or Game 5, rather, of that series against uh, Pittsburgh. But it sounds like he may be uh, ready to go tonight. Game-time call. He was uh, on the top power play in practice today. I don't know how effective he can shoot the puck or if he can take face-offs with that hand issue, but uh, the Caps want to win tonight. So he may be in. We'll have to wait and see. Alexander Ovechkin was asked today about uh, John Cooper saying that uh, Ovi is uh, unloading all his frustration on the uh, failures of uh, the playoffs from the past uh, on the playoffs this year. He was asked about uh, Cooper's comments. 
I don't I don't know why he said that. You know, <laughs> um, again, um, right now it's uh, it's all about uh, the game. It's not about what's 13 or 20 years. You know, what happened past. It's um, we have fun. Uh, you know, we enjoy the time right now. It's. Uh, uh, that's why we work so hard uh, all year uh, through the summer and uh, play 82 games to be in this position. And you know, um, we just uh, want to continue playing like that. That's Alex Ovechkin. The Capitals in action tonight, hosting Tampa Bay. You can hear that game right here on 6:30. Chet at six o'clock. It's uh, 156 in Edmonton. We're going to wrap up the show here very uh, shortly. This Day in Oilers history is brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. If you're looking for, or looking rather, going on a river cruise in Europe for 2018, New West Travel has some great rates on these fabulous cruises. We go back to 06, May 17th. Dwayne Rolson makes 24 saves as the Oilers beat the Sharks 2-0 to win their second round series 4-2. What a great day that was. Rolly the goalie, rock solid for the Oilers in the playoffs. Of course, he was injured uh, in the cup final. The Oilers would eventually lose in uh, game seven. Yuzi Markkinen was uh, in goal for the majority of that series. All right. By the way, at the Worlds right now, Canada, of course, uh, beat uh, Russia 5-4 earlier today to advance to the semis. Connor McDavid, three assists, including uh, setting up the overtime winner to Ryan O'Reilly. They are going to play the winner of Finland and Switzerland. And upset alert, Switzerland right now leading Finland 3-1 early in the third period. The Americans winning earlier today as well. Uh, Patrick Kane scoring a ridiculous goal for uh, the States to win that one. That's uh, NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Tomorrow on the show, we'll have Elliot Friedman on from NHL Hockey on Rogers. For our friends at the River Cree Resort and Casino, we'll also have Jeff Merrick on to set up the Memorial Cup from Regina. It's 157 in Edmonton. The afternoon news is up next. I believe Andrew Gross is riding solo today, uh, but you can hear him up next after the 2 o'clock news with Eileen Bell.